From the courtroom to the tabloids. Welcome to All Rise. All Rise swears to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Your host, Dylan Howard. The bitter feud between the late Casey Kasem's older children and their stepmother took centre stage both inside and outside a Los Angeles courtroom Wednesday as a judge postponed a ruling on his widow's bid for a greater say in the management of the radio legend's estate. Welcome to this very special bonus edition of All Rise. Breaking news. Los Angeles County Superior Court Judge Clifford Klein delayed his ruling on Jean Kasem's petition for 90 days because he said her late husband's children from his first marriage had filed an opposition. Those children, Kerry and Julie Kasem, join me on the line now. First to you, Kerry, your immediate reaction to today's developments. Well, this was a hearing that has been, I mean, heard over and over again and has been denied over and over again. So she's just, this is very frivolous. I'm not sure what she thinks is going to happen because it's been denied before uh, and it will be denied again. I mean, that's, that's as much as I, I don't, my, my lawyer, Troy Martin actually said, this is a nothing hearing. I don't know what the press is all riled up about. She's lost in every single uh, motion that she has brought about, including Washington, where she tried to sue me, my brother, my sister, uh, my lawyer, and the hospital my dad was in. She tried to sue but every single count was dropped. And for lack of um, evidence, for lack of anything, there was no depositions taken, there was no evidence uh, presented, nothing. So the Everything's been dropped. We've won every single motion because we have the facts on our side. Jean does not. And it's so funny. What I, we keep hearing, Jeannie this, Jeannie that. My dad never called her Jeannie. Now she's creating her own, a, a, a different person. Like, I, it's very odd. It's just so, it's very odd. That's all I can say. I don't know who Jeannie is, but I, um, we, we, Jean has, um, unfortunately, throughout... Uh, the last 30 years has gotten worse and worse and more abusive and uh, just a pathological liar. Julie, outside court, Jeannie Kasem or Jean Kasem said that this is not about money. Do you believe it is? No, Jean, Jean outside of court said it for her. Wait, she usually claims that it is about money. Is that what she meant to say? She said that you said they say it's never about money, yet here we are and in my podcast Earlier this week, I asked her about that, and she said it's not about the money. Correct. It is not about the money. It never was about the money. It was about the cruel treatment that my dad endured towards the end of his life. And that's what we're fighting for, and that's what we're suing her for. We're, we're suing her for wrongful death. We're suing her for elder abuse. We're suing her for intentional infliction of emotional distress on us, and we're suing her for breach of contract. So that's what we're suing her for. Now, we did assign a monetary uh, reward for all of that. Uh, and that money has nothing to do with why we're suing. We're suing to hold her accountable for her despicable actions in the treatment of my father. We tried to get this case uh, prosecuted. The DA declined to do so. So what we're doing is now we're going the civil route because we want to hold her accountable. Elder abuse is never okay. 
And she, just because she, you know, is a celebrity or it's a celebrity, you know, case and there's a, you know, millions of dollars involved doesn't mean that what she did shouldn't be brought to justice. And so this is our way of getting justice. In this battle of she said, and in your case, she, she, and he said with your brother, she has obviously tabled evidence to a police department in Washington that supposedly has presented a case to the district attorney. What is your understanding about that current criminal investigation? So what what Jean did is she hired a private investigator to investigate something about us. I don't even know what it is. The private investigator took this quote-unquote investigation to the Washington Police Department and said, the kids killed their father. I don't even know what he said. And please open an investigation. The police open an investigation. I got a call two weeks ago from a detective that is the lead on the case. And he said, hi. And he, he said who his name was. I don't want to name names. And he said, we uh, are uh, investigating this case. Gene uh, has a private detective that brought this case to us. There is no evidence to support her claim. We will be closing this case in short order. We just need a couple of court documents from you so we can wrap up this case. That's all it is. This is Again, what she did. This is what she did. She she put up this fake investigation that had no evidence but lacks any um, credibility at all. Then she calls 48 hours. And tells 48 hours there's an ongoing homicide investigation so that she could be on 48 hours and says that there's an open case on it. This is the kind of, you know, maniacal uh, crap we're dealing with. It's just, it's insane. We had an open investigation on her for 11 months. The lead detective said, if this isn't the case of elder abuse, I don't know what is. And he was the lead um, detective and the elder abuse at the Santa Monica Police Department. Handed over the case to, uh, he handed over the case to the DA sat on it for a, for months and months and months and on a holiday weekend on Friday at five o'clock so nobody would pick it up she said there's not enough evidence to prosecute this case it was a cowardly disgusting move and elder abuse is very rarely prosecuted in this country it's a sad fact but it's true if a baby was taken out of its incubator unhooked all of the IVs everything unhooked and taken out, and a few weeks later, the baby was dead. The mother would be brought up on child abuse charges and murder. My dad was unhooked. His G-tube was unhooked. His IV was unhooked. And a few weeks later, after Jean pulled him out of his hospital bed, he was dead. But no charges get brought up. Doesn't make any sense. So in this instance, the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office declined in May 2015 to file criminal charges. Based on your say-so, it appears as though a district attorney or indeed the police department investigating this case in Washington is also going to decline to prosecute this case. Why not resolve the matter with your stepmother? Because when someone does something so egregious as what she did to our father, there's nothing to resolve. This isn't about money. That is the whole point. It's not like, okay, Gene, if you give us $5 million, we'll drop the case. No. We're, we're, we are going to see this case out and see this case to trial because we want her held accountable. We want her to be a national example of elder abuse. And that if you try and abuse someone, you're going to be brought to justice. And we want to make an example out of her. And we want her held accountable. 
if you, if you, yeah, and if you said to me that you know you're not going to get a dime, uh, and we're going to put Jean in jail, fine. She can have all the money. And I mean that she can have every last dime of it. But put her in jail. I bought her behind bars for what she did to our father. We are all self-sufficient. My father raised us that way. My father said, if I buy you something, then you're not going to take care of it. You're not going to, you know, it, it's not going to value anything to you. Yeah, but if you, if you work for it, you're going to have integrity. You're going to have work ethic. You're, you know, it's going to be important to you. You'll take care of it. So that's how he raised us. We are all hardworking individuals. I mean, there's not one check she has been able to pull out to prove that she gave me, that my dad gave me any money except for, for my, in my twenties, my college years. And, you know, fine. Thank you. know, Thank you, dad, for helping me out. Right. But I'm self-sufficient. I'm very proud of myself in my 21 year career on air as a talk radio host and as a TV host. My sister is, you know, a physician's assistant. She worked in palliative care, end of life care. My brother is the Seacrest of Singapore. We all make money. We all have, it's, you know, we're not money hungry as she's saying, but that's the only defense she has because the facts are on our side. And when that trial comes around in May, I cannot wait for the doctors, the caretakers, the friends, and the people who witnessed the horrific abuse of our father. I cannot wait for them to get up and finally have our day in court so people understand why we are fighting so hard. So one of the explosive... Can I say one thing? Yes, absolutely. Really quickly. So my dad said when we were growing up, and I think this some what Carrie said, when people ask you if you're rich, you tell them, yes, you are. You're rich in love because you have such a loving, wonderful family around you. I mean, that was, that's what, that's my dad. That sums it up. So one of the wild accusations, and I will say wild because it has not been substantiated, that Jeannie made was that seemingly there is a cash grab going on here and she believed that the architect of that were people involved with the Church of Scientology. Now, Kerry, you are a Scientologist. Do you yeah. want to react to that comment? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm I'm the only one in my family who's a Scientologist. That's it. She's a, she has said that everybody around you know, me, my, my lawyer, my sister, my brother, um, whoever, they're all Scientologists. If they were, who cares? None of them are except me. That's it. It makes me happy. It's, it's, you know, I, I belong to the, um, volunteer ministers and I, it's like called the Scientology volunteer ministers. And we go to disaster, uh, after disaster, after disaster. I've been with them since 2010. I have tons of video from Haiti where I was over there for, you know, 10 days helping people after the earthquake. I went to um, uh, Hurricane Michael just recently. I've been helping with the California fires. I was in Texas for the flooding. I, I raised $150,000 for a little, a little town over there. Um, and then I was in Mexico after the earthquake. So I am proud. I wear Scientology volunteer ministers across my chest. You can see all over my social media. I'm proud of who I am. I love helping people. And and it has nothing to do with I'm giving money to, you know, and, and even if I did give money to, to to my church, you know, Mormons do that, Catholics do that, Christians do that. It's not about any of that, you know, and, and, and people are like, oh, well, you're, I don't even want to get into this, but it's, it's, it, it doesn't make any sense. And she's grasping at straws. The only thing she can do is make up stories at this point because we have all the evidence behind us. 
she is literally at this point throwing whatever she can against the wall and hoping it sticks. She's flailing right now because she knows the court case is around the corner and she is going to be held accountable. The, the ju- there's no way the jury is going to look at all those facts and not uh, rule in our favor. And so right now, all she has, see, we have the fight in the court. We're going to win in the court. She's trying to win in the court of popular opinion. That's what she's trying to win. And fine, if she wants to go around making up lies and stuff, it's, you know, it's a bummer, but whatever, let her do it. Because we know in our heart of hearts what happened with my dad. We know we have all of the evidence, the court documents, the medical records, and we just cannot wait for our day in court. We want, we would, you know, welcome the press there so that, that they can really see what this woman did to my father and make a national example out of her. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's something that I've been waiting for five years for and it's justice and it's if 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 i didn't testify if my sister didn't testify if my brother mike or my my uh, dad's brother monir didn't testify if none of us testify just hearing the facts from the people who were taking care of him for the last year of his life uh to the doctors and the nurses and the housekeepers and there are people that we can't talk about because they're coming up um there, yeah, that we can't talk about certain things. When you hear they have to say, there will never, ever be another question about us kids and what our motives were. There will never be a question in anybody's mind. All right, Kerry and Julie Kasem, thank you very much for your time after court today. Thank you so much for letting us tell our side. We really appreciate that. Likewise, thank you. Of course, Casey Kasem died in June 2014 at age 82 from a form of dementia and a severe bed sore. Outside court, Jeannie Kasem, who has a 27-year-old daughter from her 34-year marriage to Casey, said that her stepchildren are not being forthright about their intentions. This has been a bonus edition of All Rise, the only podcast with the guts to tell it like it is.